This is a KTF Press podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Sai, just introducing you to the preview of this month's bonus episode. For paid subscribers, you get a little bit of a preview. And if you want to hear the whole thing, go to ktfpress.com, become a paid subscriber, support everything we do, get our uh, a whole weekly newsletter, get all of the bonus episodes to this show, and access to the full archives of both of those things. And uh, just support everything that we do, centering, elevating marginalized voices, trying to leave colonized faith for the kingdom of God. This month's episode is about the 2024 election, the possibility of a second Trump term, and uh, ways that we might think about that that can help us stay grounded and move forward instead of sort of just being afraid and wondering what to do. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy this preview. Remember, ktfpress.com if you want to hear the rest of it. Just become a paid subscriber. Thank you. I think there's a there's just healthy, healthy gifts in scripture when we remember that Jesus lived in an occupied territory by an empire that was ruthless, just like the United States. This is not a new thing to Jesus, not a new thing to God, which I'm really, really grateful for. Like our savior understands. That's the reason he can say in scripture, there will be wars and rumors of wars, let not your heart be troubled. Welcome to Shake the Dust, leaving colonized faith for the kingdom of God. I am Jonathan Walton. And I am Cy Hoekstra. We today are going to be talking about the election coming mm. at the end of 2024. Of course, oh, I'm Jesus. talking about the election for New York City Comptroller. No, I'm talking about the presidential <laughs> election in the United States of America. Uh, when it comes to season four of this show, when we get started in a couple of months, we are going to be talking mostly, if not all, about the election um, kind of bringing on some guests that we think have a really good perspective and just really diving deep into this uh, crucial subject for this time. And uh, we thought it would be a good idea to give you, our lovely paid subscribers, mm-hmm. some uh, some perspective before we dive into that, some, some of like where we are coming from when we think about the election. How important is it? What are the truly bad things that will happen if Trump gets reelected and, you know, without minimizing any of the harm um, that will come if he is reelected, uh, how can we sort of contextualize these issues within history and theology from the perspectives of marginalized voices to give us just kind of a broader understanding of kind of the, the real consequences and really what's going on um, this year. So, what happens if Trump gets reelected and how how earth shaking is it? <laughs> That's effectively what we're talking <laughs> about today. We will also be doing our new segment, which tab is still open, diving a little bit deeper into one of the recent highlights from our newsletter. Uh, in this case, it's going to be my highlight, a massive AP investigation into prison labor uh, and how it supplies the food that is absolutely in your kitchen. Uh, if you didn't take a look at it, it will be in the show notes. It is a shocking one, and we're going to talk mm. about that one a little bit more. Uh, but before we jump into the main discussion, Jonathan. Yes, before we jump into anything, we just have one quick favor to ask of you, and that is go to Apple or Spotify and give this show a five-star rating. It's a quick, 
easy, free way to support us and makes us look good when other people look us up. So please go to Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star rating, and if you can, leave a review. It's just a super, super helpful way um, to support the show, and many of you have done it. And so there's an an unlimited invitation to this party, so please do. (laughs) (laughs) Give us a five-star rating, write a review. We really, really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much in advance. All right, let's jump into it. Um, I know that both of us think this election is really important, but Mm -hmm. I also know that we both have some historical and theological perspective that might somewhat ironically maybe make us think that it's a a less earth-shaking election than other people might. But I just wanted to start by talking about what what will happen. Why is this election important? Um, If Trump gets reelected, Jonathan, what, what will happen and why does it matter? Yeah, I actually, as I've been thinking about this question, um, I think that the reason that it's important are the reasons that have always been important. It's just a problem at a fire when someone has kerosene and is just walking around throwing it everywhere. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, um, it is not untrue that the United States has, it has been and has baked in racist, bigoted, misogynistic frameworks into our entire systems and structures. It was intentional and it is still working very strong and well today. That has always been true. What changes, I think, is how these systems and structures impact a lot of the vulnerable people. And if you vote for Donald Trump or lean into the things that he normalizes as everyday practices, that is a profound problem for the most vulnerable people in our country. We, we are living in the wake of significant cultural, political, theological, and demographic change in the United States. And to have a president that explicitly endorses exploitation, militarism, hypercapitalism, then we have a serious problem. The things that, that I'm, I am hopeful um, do not happen is the expressed um, situational, like contextualized things in our time and culture, which again, I'm not saying they haven't happened before. I'm not saying that they're more unique than other things that have happened before. What I am saying is we are living in this moment and we have an opportunity as best as we possibly can to push back against systems that oppress, abuse, and violate. And one of the ways to do that is to not vote for someone who's going to do and say things that cause oppression, violence, and abuse to be multiplied the world over because he sits in the most, quote unquote, powerful seat in the country. Yeah. So, Sai, that was a lot from me. <laughs> what do you think about um, this election? Why is it important to you? Yeah, so I think this question um, for for me is the one that I kind of want to answer a little bit talking more to marginalized people than not. And then the kind of like uh, give, get, get some broader, bigger perspective questions that we're going to ask uh, in a minute are are kind of the things that I think need to be directed towards people who come from like the dominant side of a hierarchy, right? Like mm-hmm. right now I'm talking to people who are not white and it's not going to be talking to white people, right? Right now I'm talking to people, I think mostly who are uh, disabled and in a, you know, I'll be talking to able-bodied people in a minute. And, and the reason I say that is like, I think this question of why is this important primarily for me is like acknowledging all the things that have happened to marginalized people in his first term and that will happen mm-hmm. again um, mm-hmm. if he's reelected. Right. So 
for instance, uh, because I'm married to uh, an attorney who was working in immigration during the first Trump uh, term, and because I have a good friend who applied for asylum just before Trump was elected, I saw kind of firsthand like a lot of the very kind of small administrative things that Trump did in the immigration system that had a huge effect on the lives of just like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that kind of went under the radar just because they weren't flashy. You know, I don't, Mm. I don't know what you remember how much you've, you've put uh, uh, your memories of the Trump administration out of your mind for your own sort of mental peace. But (laughs) you know, there was so much stuff going on every day. Like he would say something new that was Mm. absurd you know, that topped the absurd thing he said yesterday and like proposed some new ridiculous policy and whatever. So a lot of things just like went under the radar that were small. And like, I'll give you an example. One was this, this woman I know who applied for asylum just toward the end of Obama's presidency had like an absolutely open and shut case for asylum. There's no question ever that she was going to be granted it. She was, she was a woman from Iran who, who converted to Christianity mm. and uh, basically became a women's rights advocate. She's not going back to Iran, right? Mm. <laughs> so she, um, without being persecuted, it's open and shut asylum. So she, she comes here and applies. And then uh, uh, just as like, she's kind of working, you know, it takes, it takes a while <laughs> to mm. get your asylum application granted, but it doesn't take as long as it took her because what happened was, Trump in his in his efforts to deter as many people from coming here as possible did this thing where he said we're going to process all of the applications that have been filed most recently first and then we're going to make our way back towards the applications that were filed sort of in the past. So she was making her way through the line through the processing mm. thing and then all of a sudden she the line flipped and she was at the end again. Mm. So it took 8 years to process her asylum application which was unheard of previous to the Trump administration. And Mm. that just like left her in a state of limbo and uncertainty. It makes it, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things that are just harder when you, when you haven't been granted that, when you can't like be moving on your path towards citizenship, there's all kinds of bureaucratic things that are complicated and it just, you know, put her forever wondering whether she was going to be able to stay in this new place that she had made her home. Mm. Um, and that's like one example of mm. so many different things that happen. You know, the worst things that we've been seeing at the state level mm. are are going to be amplified if Trump gets reelected. Meaning, you know, think about like the DeSantis takeover of public schools in Florida, right? Like just anything to do with talking about race and history or gender or sexuality, like those those things are going to be stamped out as vigorously as possible by the federal government, right? Mm. Um, you know, the, the violence towards immigrants on the Texas border that we've written about mm. in the newsletter a couple of times, like the, the ways that um, Greg Abbott is just like actively killing people who try and cross the river into Texas, um, the way that he and, and Ron DeSantis are trafficking immigrants um, to blue cities for like a political stunt, uh, all, all that kind of stuff you know, would be approved of and encouraged by the head executive of the country. Mm. Um, everything we're seeing about don't talk about, you know, the attempts to like completely erase queer people from our public education system, you know, attempts to ban even like life-saving abortions, like that, all that kind of stuff. The president would be behind all of it. Right. Mm. Um, and that is, that is quite scary. 
you know, there will be like, I think, in increased attempts to undermine democratic norms and processes, or obviously he did that in his first term. Um, mm. He will be maybe better at it. I mean, it's hard to tell, right? Like he's still, <laughs> he's the same <laughs> blustering guy that he was before. And like, there are some things that he's proposing doing that he would absolutely never be able to do. The president doesn't have the power to do, but you, you know that he's going to undermine as many norms as possible <laughs> to get whatever he wants. You know that if he loses this time there will be election violence. You, I mean, yep. I would be willing to bet that at some point he goes, Hey, about those term limits, <laughs> what do we, what do we think of those still? We're good. And then his supporters are going to say, get rid of them. And he will try um, again, not something he has the power to do, but like not, that doesn't mean that there won't be violence if you can't do it. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. these are all totally realistic possibilities. Um, and then I, foreign policy is just going to go off the rails. Can you imagine what would be happening right now in Gaza? if Israel had the like full throated support of the American president to do whatever they want to fight terrorism, which is absolutely what he would do. Right. I mean, it would be I, I like, not that it's not terrible now it's horrifying. Now it would be on a whole different scale if Trump was president, because ultimately mm-hmm. as we've discussed in the newsletter, like what the American president says are the guardrails of Israel's military operations are in fact, the guardrails of Israel's military operations. Right. Um, we sort of define how far they can go or Western powers define how far they can go. That's always been the case. Yep. You know, the environmental situation will get way worse. He's promised a ton more drilling. He said he's going to pull out of the Paris Accords, which is the big um, multinational uh, treaty about climate change that exists right now. And he's strengthening, but it's the one that exists. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so basically everything I'm saying is the reason that it's important, the reason that it's going to be bad if he gets reelected is because it will negatively affect uh, actual people, mm-hmm. right? Like actual marginalized people will be hurt and the, and the creation that like God's creation will be damaged. And that I, I the line that I do want to draw there a little bit for, for like the clarity of our thinking is that's the problem, right? The problem isn't that he will degrade like America's greatness or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like the, the, he, he will, he will harm, like he, he may hasten the decline of America, <laughs> but mm-hmm. America to me is not like theologically or morally significant, except insofar as it contains people. <laughs> it exactly. contains people who bear the image of God and, yeah. um, you know, the creation that God made and wants us to steward. So I think that's, that's worth keeping in mind as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other thoughts? That was a lot from now. You did a lot from you. Now I did a lot from me. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what you said put hands and feet to what I was thinking. Yeah. Like naming specific policies that will violate <laughs> and destroy the image of God and people downstream of the American empire. And the American empire looks like what's happening in Palestine, looks like what's happening in the Congo, looks like what's happening in neighborhoods in New York City and around the country where kids won't be able to get books because they will have pulled the funding from the library, right? They will, they have, they, they will have made sure that these school boards would be completely flipped because the bully pulpit, as they say, the presidency, um, as you said, full-throatedly endorses a race-based, class-based, gender-based environmental hierarchy that makes sure things run a certain way. Yeah. The the importance of him just emboldening people can't really be understated. I mean, it's like a little bit hard to remember now, but, you know, eight, 10 years ago, we were not regularly talking about the Klan. 
or the Proud Boys or the <laughs> right. or like the or QAnon or whatever, like any any of these alt right things that have cropped up since he basically made it okay to have their views and be mm-hmm. at least around mainstream politics, right? I mean, right? I, you, you just, I don't know. It, it, there are so many people now who on their TV shows will have, who, who never would have done this before, now feel like they have to have somebody who just has the absolute worst views you can imagine about whoever um, to come in and comment like a really serious commenter because, you know, that's that's the environment that Trump has created. That's the, you know the people right. um, have been emboldened by him. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's pivot to some caveats or some ways that we mm-hmm. think about another Trump presidency from a broader perspective. Not at all trying to minimize any of the harm that we just detailed, but um, Trump isn't the only thing in the world that causes harm to marginalized people or to people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe put it this way, Jonathan, would a second Trump term be the apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Why um, not, Jonathan? Thanks so much for listening. Remember to hear the rest of this episode, become a paid subscriber at ktfpress.com. Get access to all the bonus episodes of this show, our weekly newsletter, and support everything we do at KTF Press. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you soon.